Hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusinoki. I am an admissions consultant working with students all over the world to help them get into the universities of their dreams. And today I uh, wanted to follow up on last week's episode. So last week's episode, we had an opportunity to talk with a student who attended Brown University and to talk a little bit about his experience. And we asked him to actually to come back and share a little bit more about some of his earlier experiences to kind of address um, another big question that we get a lot about, especially for families who are here in Japan. And that is the role of boarding school. For a lot of families, school choice plays a very, very critical role as part of a stepping stone into university. And boarding school is an, is an option as seats in Japan start to become full or as they feel like their student needs to have more of an opportunity to gain some independence and to learn some different skills or to um, really pursue uh, academics kind of at a higher level than what is available uh, here in Japan, and at least in terms of availability of seats. And so we sat down again to just have a conversation a little bit about boarding school. He attended Groton, uh, which is one of the top boarding schools in the U.S. And we asked him to share a little bit more about his experiences, about the challenge of getting in, about how to make that decision around whether boarding school is right for you. So if you are a family who is maybe deciding between whether or not uh, boarding school should be an option, uh, this is going to be the episode for you. So I will transition over to the interview right now, and I'll catch you after the break. All right. So today we have a very special guest with us today. We have a former student uh, from uh, both Grun and from Brown who's here today to share a little bit uh, today and particularly about his boarding school experience. So I'm going to hand it over to our guest to give him a, give a brief introduction. And then we've got a few questions that we're going to go through um, and hopefully engage in a little bit of a conversation today. So uh, whenever you're ready, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How's it going, guys? Um, great to be here. Um, and I'm really excited to uh, share my uh, the experience and opportunities I got to have uh, attending Groton and, um, and after that, Brown. A bit about myself. I was born in Japan. Um, I grew up here until third grade. Um, but because of my father's job, I moved to um, I moved to the U.S. Uh, when I was in third grade. I went to public school there for five years. And at eighth grade, my dad had to go back to Japan for work, but uh, I want to stay in the U.S. So I decided to go to boarding school. Uh, I applied to Groton and I got lucky and got in and spent five years there. Um, then went on to Brown and, and I am back in Japan for work right now. Awesome. So we have quite a few things to talk about, especially given, um, I think right now with the how competitive a lot of the international schools in Japan are to get into. There are just a lot of parents who are more, more and more interested in boarding school as an option um, and uh, wanting to seek out alternative options for education, of which boarding school, of course, is a great opportunity for a lot of that. So let's start out with the stereotypical question that I'm sure you've answered a bajillion times for your interviews and all of those other things. Um, so why boarding schools to begin with? What were your reasons for wanting to attend? Yeah, so this, the short answer is that I wanted to continue my education in the U.S. and boarding school was really the only way for me to do that, uh, to stay in the U.S. Um, I guess the longer answer is that um, it... Um, I really appreciated the um, the American educational system. I really enjoyed my middle school um, in in the U.S. Um, 
I could already feel in middle school, I could already feel that American education was about sort of form, sort of pushing the students to form their own opinions um, having, and uh, pushing them to sort of discuss with each other. And that was something that I really liked about the American education. And I wanted to keep doing that. My parents are going back to the, to Japan. And the only way for me to stay in the U in the U S was to go to a boarding school. Um, but in addition to that, um, it just seemed like a really cool place. Um, like an unknown world, boarding school is an unknown world and the ability to, to live, to be independent, but live and learn with people my age. Uh, it just, it seemed like a really daunting, but exciting challenge and opportunity. And um, I really wanted to pursue that. Okay. So I, I, I like that a lot. And I think that, um, but I think one of the things that then starts to emerge, especially once a, fa a, a family has decided that boarding school is the right option to go for, is then where to go for. Um, I'm, everyone has heard of Andover Exeter, um, that's mm -hmm. given, but Andover Exeter as sort of the Ivy Leagues of the boarding school system are incredibly difficult to get into. Um, and then beyond that, there's the Big Ten and then there's more schools beyond that. Talk a little bit about your application process, how you went about uh, researching schools, deciding on where to apply. Um, maybe we can start there. Yeah, so I, my parents are going back to Japan when I was in eighth grade and it was Around sixth grade, I started looking into what boarding school, oh, well, options to stay in the U.S. and then boarding school. And so when I started looking at the schools, I, we, I immediately, my family, I immediately realized that Groton had an option for eighth grade. All school, most schools um, start in ninth grade, but Groton has the option of starting in eighth grade. And that was really the only school that started in eighth grade. So, um that immediately got my attention and and then i started and then i started doing a bit more research about what groton was like um and in comparison to a lot of the other schools it might not be as well known but i really liked how there was a sense of community at groton and it's a very small it's a it's a relatively small school it's about 90 grades per uh 90, 90 people per grade <laughs> and um and there's um there, there was a sense of community i visited there when i was in, in sixth grade and there was i could feel the sense of community and the campus is situated it's situated it's situated on, on the on the circle um, there's a circle in the middle of the campus um and all the buildings are situated around it and there's sort of there's a school rule that you can't cut the circle and that that was a symbolic way that was symbolic um i guess I guess, uh, portrayal of what the school is like. And that's, and I really liked that atmosphere. So, so I decided to uh, just apply to Groton that year. And, and I was going to apply to other schools if I didn't get in, but I got in. So that's, I've only applied to Groton. Oh, interesting. So, um, beyond, uh, community and of course obviously the fact that there was an eighth grade option is pretty critical um at the like you said there aren't that many schools that uh that are really open to that um i'm curious as to in the process of your research what else kind of really stood out to you because you mentioned before that what you were really looking for was an american education system mm -hmm. um but boarding schools kind of take american education system and then they bring them even like one step higher in terms of like the amount of classes you can choose from uh the mm -hmm. harkness method um, for mm -hmm. some schools of course uh so what else stood out to you um uh, about Grand 
uh, as you were looking into it, or even just like once you got there, uh, what ended up standing out to you about Grand as far as um, its ac ac academics, and then we can maybe talk about the extracurriculars as well. Yeah, for um, the academics portion, um, Grand right now, as as far as I know, they've started putting a lot of emphasis on STEM-related um, classes these days, but back when I was there um it was more i think it was i think it was more known for their humanities classes um they we had a grand had a had a had a requirement for all students to take latin for two years um we had classes on religion we had classes um on ethics and back in middle school um i was relatively good at the stem classes um well, middle, in middle school, I was good at math and science, but I was really, I was not the best writer and I wasn't best, I wasn't the best sort of critical reader. And Grand's uh, humanities classes um, were very sort of special in that um, the teachers, um, the, the, the Grand, the Grand humanities, the curriculum was, was for most classes, was literally writing a lot of essays and critically engaging with the classes about different books you read, different articles you read, and the humanities classes, um, all language, foreign language, uh, English, uh, history, it's all done through a heart, the Harkness method. And the Harkness method is, it's a, it's basically, um, it's a learning, learning teaching method where students sit around, a, around the table and, the teacher just acts as a facilitator, facilitator, and basically lets the students do their own discussion of um, talking about, you know, what they thought about a book or an article, and that sort of teaching method and the fact that Grand put so much emphasis on the humanities classes made me realize that this was going to be a really good place for me to um, to become a stronger student in the humanities and. Um, that was something I really liked about Groton. If you're interested in learning more about the complex world of college admissions, or would love to connect more with college admissions officers from around the world, Tokyo Academics has you covered. We are regularly hosting seminars and events that range from college essay workshops to panels with current students at top schools to small group conversations with admissions officers. For more information, please visit tokyoacademics.com events. Very cool. Yeah, I think um, I think the in increased rigor, especially with reading and writing, uh, is particularly important. Okay, so. Um, that's so far everything seems pretty streamlined right like that um mm -hmm. you knew you wanted to go to boarding school you had a very compelling reason to want to go to boarding school um and then uh you also were just applying to a single school uh which also helps with a lot of that process but now you actually have to go about applying uh tell me about the application process uh what was easy what was more difficult uh what was expected unexpected about all of that because it uh, for for a middle schooler there's a lot to do uh, for boarding school applications. So uh, why don't we talk a little bit about that process? 
Definitely. Um, boarding school is uh, my first time um, doing a like a rigorous application to something. So it was a, it was a very unfamiliar process. So every every aspect of the 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 application was was uh, was difficult. Um, if I remember, um, whether it was the, the the standardized testing, you know, the extracurricular activities, uh, getting the recommendation letter, the essay component, everything was it was new for me, so it was difficult. Um, but with what I learned was that with preparation, it's very doable, and if you start early, it's doable, and it's it's a really good um, way to sort of practice for the college application process in a way, because in college, when you're applying to college, you basically do a very similar thing. And that was a good practice. But um, get it, going back to the, the actual boarding school um, application, I remember the SSAT component being uh, being quite difficult. Um, I, 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 I had relatively good grades in middle school. So I thought the standardized testing component wasn't going to be too difficult. But I remember I took a practice test in sixth grade and I think I got a pretty low score and, and uh, I didn't want, I remember, I, I, I remember thinking, I didn't, I didn't want the SSAT to be the thing that dragged down my application. So I remember doing a lot of studying um, for that, which was pretty hard for um, middle schooler <laughs> um, just to sort of, to spend that much time on standards testing. But um but, but but the SSAT was one of those things where the more you study for it, the 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 better you're going to get at it. So uh, that that was the SSAT, and then the application was um, the application or the essay component was um, it was fun, but it was difficult um, for for it's it's a the application is sort of a culmination of everything you've done from I, I'd say. If you're applying eighth grade, like fifth to seventh grade, and to sort of think back about what is what's your passion, what has been important in the past few years, um, it was a quite difficult process for uh, a twelve year old at the time. And but um, so it was it was a it was a, by I by knew by I knew I was going to apply to boarding school in around sixth grade. So I did my best to sort of do extra, do extracurricular activities and try to, I guess, have make impact on the things I did um, mm-hmm. to be ready for the application. Yeah, so starting early clearly could be a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. How did you go about figuring out some of those essay questions? Because some of those essay questions get pretty tricky. Did you have someone to talk with? Were you kind of just brainstorming things on your own? Um, what type of resources did you try to utilize to make sure that you were going through a meaningful reflective process that would produce the type of essays that the, these boarding schools somehow expect a 12, 12-year-old 12 to be able to come up with? Um, I remember doing a lot of brainstorming with uh, my parents. I remember... Um, uh, I, I remember... I don't remember. Yeah, I remember the application being quite. There were definitely a lot of questions that I had some ideas to what to write about, but it was it was definitely um, it was definitely nice to 
to bounce off ideas with my parents and then sort of try to form my own ideas as I talk to them. And I also um, remember talking to my friends and teachers about um, sort of bouncing ideas off them, um, talking to them about some, I remember some, some of the questions were things like, uh, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? So I ask opinions from people around me to, um, to, to, to get opinions about what they thought about mm-hmm. me. Ah, uh, okay. How about for the interview? I mean, I think this is also one of those pieces where mm-hmm. this is something that kids are not used to having to do is like to sit formally and almost talk about themselves positively uh, in yeah. terms of what they yeah. would bring to the table. So uh-huh. what was preparing for that like? And then what was the actual interview like? Uh, I think for the interview, I think I did um, definitely go, definitely looking over at the application I sent in. And then I think I may have, uh, I think I may have talked to like a, like an outside, like a uh, boarding school slash college counselor person to practice um, speaking with. Because doing the, preparing the answers yourself preparing the answers for your, by yourself is very different from actually talking to someone um, face-to-face and talking to someone and having conversation um, with someone about you. So definitely good to us to just practice with other people. Mm-hmm. The actual interview, um, I was, I was pretty intimidated about the process, but once I got there, it wasn't, I remember, I remember the, the, the interview being a pretty, pretty chill i'd say comfortable process um they weren't really grilling you the questions that were difficult it was just sort of um i think they were just looking for fit and what kind of a person i was off the application paper yeah very good um so given all of that right and of course you then ended up getting in what do you think ended up being some of like the factors that contributed to you getting in looking back now what do you feel like ended up um being a really helpful or that if you look back you're like i probably in part got in because of blank Mm -hmm. um i think i will i i didn't really excel in one thing back in middle school i remember i i was i think i was a pretty um sort of it's a well-rounded candidate in a way uh, i didn't really have a sort of like a like a thing that jumped out but um i definitely had you know strong academics and a lot of extracurricular activities and i did my best to um have an impact on the activities i did whatever an impact a 12 year old, a 13 year old. <laughs> but um, I did, I did. And I, and I did. Um, so the big things I did back in middle school was uh, I was part of student council. Um, I, I, I played a lot of soccer back then. And uh, I think those are two main things, but showing leadership and the impact I had in those two like sort of things um, was uh, important and 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 as a student council, um, it was it was showing it was sort of it was showing leadership and the ability to to do things um, to do things that other people wouldn't do and to be proactive in your role and have an impact on the community. So when I was in student council in sixth grade, 
Um, it was a very little thing, but people were people had complaints about the lunch menu being not having that many options. And and I think I did a survey of what people wanted, and a lot of people wanted I think ice cream or something like that. So I created ice cream day. I think it was like ice cream Friday, ice cream day, or something like that. And um, people really liked it. So I, I I talked a lot about that in the application. I remember. Um, also, also important was um, understanding and being able to explain what makes boarding school special, and then what makes Groton a special boarding school for you, mm-hmm. and then. And then showing why I'm a good fit for the school and what I can contribute to Groton. Um, being what are you what I can contribute to Groton and what Groton can contribute to me and having good solid understanding of that um, was I think really important as well. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about that as a 12 year old. What did you uh-huh. feel you were able to bring to the, what, what did you end up t- talking about? If you don't mind sharing, what did you feel like you could actually actually bring to the table of an, of a top tier boarding school? Like Ron? I think the big thing I talked about was um, I talked a lot about uh, my, my international, no background um i moved to the u.s when i was in third grade and i didn't speak any english at all back then and the ability and i had a lot of challenges and struggles of being able to assimilate into the american environment and i talked a lot about um sort of Fitting into fitting, being able to um, to to I guess uh, uh, I'm trying trying to remember what I did, what I wrote. Yeah. Past, uh, um, I think I, I said something along the lines of being able to because boarding school is a really diverse place uh, mm-hmm. from internationally and. Um, because there's people all over the country who go there, it's really important to get along with people who are different from you and who have different values um, from what from what you have, and that's a very important uh, thing, a factor of being able to succeed at a boarding school. So I wrote about um, the challenge I had as a third grader in America, yep. in going to America, and in sort of fitting into a new place and um, being accepting of different values, and um, so. I think I wrote something about that. And also I wrote about, um, I didn't, at that, I, I wrote about uh, having impact in the community. And I don't, at that time, I didn't really specifically write about what, what I want, what kind of change I wanted to make to a school. I didn't, I think I, I think I went as far as that, but I did talk a lot about um, the, what I in what this, the things I did in middle school and how I impacted those communities and how I could do that in Groton, whether it was through activities, classroom discussions, um, whatever activity. Listeners of this podcast know that admission rates have never been lower. It's not enough to just have the high GPA. In this ultra-competitive climate, stunning essays make you stand out against your peers. 
Tokyo Academics Essay Counseling offers personalized attention by specially trained counselors familiar with expectations of each type of application essay, provided at extremely competitive rates. One of our expert essay counselors will create a customized plan to tailor all of your application essays to fit your narrative, goals, and background. We ensure that each essay tells a story only you can. We have specialists for schools across the US, UK, Japan, and more. Summer is the best time to get a head start on your essays. Contact us at essay at tokyoacademics.com for a free diagnostic today. Good. So with that in mind, right, what do you think students should start to develop? Assuming that they also have as much of a head start as you do, starting like in sixth or seventh grade, really mm -hmm. starting to have, like assume they have about a year, a year and a half to really focus on developing with being a successful candidate for boarding school in mind, what would you recommend they really focus on or try to practice or, or work to make sure that they are ready to go in order to make that application process as smooth as possible? I think two big things about going to boarding school is uh, one is the one is teamwork and coordination skills, and two is uh, leadership skills. So, with regards to the teamwork coordination skills, um, when you're in boarding school, you'll be living and learning with people your age, and there's gonna be people, 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 and a lot of people, people coming from all different places. So. And when you're living with them, there's going to be a lot of sort of clashes that could happen. Um, and the ability to get along with people um, for, who might be different from you and um, sort of enriching the diversity of um, the, I guess, uh, the environment is an important thing. Um, the second thing uh, is leadership roles. Um, when you're when you're boarding school, um, you have to be someone that can make impact inside and outside the classroom, um, whether that's in classrooms or in the, in the athletic fields or uh, music or arts. You have to be someone that um, you you need to have you. They they're looking for people who have passion in something and can make an impact on, on that field. So starting to come kind of think about what, what makes um, you, you sort of, what gets you going, uh, what makes you happy, what makes you passionate. I think that's a really uh, important place to start. Okay. Sounds good. So now that you got there, right, what was, um, how did Groton kind of match, live up to, not live up to kind of your expectations especially as kind of an international boarding boarding school student um once you got accepted and then you were able to go especially given your goals of um kind of a being so i think the being able to stay in america part hopefully that was mm -hmm. met quite well um mm -hmm. but what about the in terms of the education that you were expecting to receive uh how did it run match or differ from your expectations yeah, it definitely matched uh, my expectations that I had a really, um, it was a really fulfilling and fun experience and being able to live and learn with people my age. And I was definitely really academically challenged in the classroom. So um, it, it definitely met my expe expectation, expectations. Uh, what I didn't expect was 
uh, how how challenged I would be, but how much I'd support I'd receive from the teachers and classmates and advisors at Groton. Um, there are definitely times and there were definitely subjects where I was struggling a lot, but the teachers and advisors there were very supportive of their students. So they're, if you, if you seek for help, they're always there for you. Have, you have to go, you have to seek yourself help for yourself. But um, when you seek for help, they're very willing to, um, to give you, provide your support. And there are definitely uh, some subjects where I go to the teacher for extra help every other day until, and they made sure that they were there for me until I got the concept or whatever I was struggling with. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, good. And what was community like? I know boarding school, it can be either easy because it's everyone's there to build community or it can be difficult because it's, it's boarding school, right? And it's, it can be very clicky and it can be hard to break in. So what was your experience like, especially as an international student, but also an international student who grew up in America, right? So you're kind of, you're kind of in this in between. Mm-hmm. What was it like seeking out and building community at, a, at boarding school? Uh-huh. Um, just like any other high school, it can be clicky. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a small school, um, 90 kids per grade, but um, we could definitely see, you know, different friend groups and whatnot. But I, I think the, the really cool thing about boarding school is that you have your closest group of friends. You have, you know, the five, the five or six or 10 people you're best, like really cr- close with. But there's also that sort of the secondary circle friends you have at boarding school because the boarding school is such a small community um you have there a lot of you just have you spend so much time with everyone so you get to know people um in a lot closer way than you might at a large um, public day high school um so you have your you have your you know small circle friends but then you have that secondary group uh where uh, you're you might not be best friends with them, but you know, you know, you know a lot of, about each other, and yep. uh, that was a really cool experience. Uh, as for the international community, I guess Grand wasn't the most international place, uh, especially because it didn't offer an ESL program, English Second Language problem uh, program. But um, there was definitely support for the international community. Um, there was like the International Student Club. Uh, there's a host f- family program, and um, so there is support for that. Uh, it, but um yeah did you take advantage of any of those did you feel the need to or or do you did you feel like with the support of the teachers that you mentioned and just being able to go to them and to ask questions and that sort of thing you felt that you were able to kind of get along get along well enough yeah i think i think i was able to um with the support i had that was already there it was uh easy to it was that was good enough but um but uh, it was definitely nice to have, there was an international student club and that was the, the club's sort of a mission was to sort of um, be a place, be a home, be a place, it was like a home away from home where you celebrate different, different cultures. And uh, we have different uh, days to celebrate different, uh, I guess, food or cultures from different countries around the world. And that was uh, 
nice community. It was like a community outside of community. Um, yeah. So that was nice. Nice. Yeah. And sometimes I, I think, you know, I've, I've seen this, especially with a lot of college students as well. Sometimes it's just nice to know that that it exists, mm-hmm. right? You never really yep. need to take advantage of it at all sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's just nice to know that resources were put into it and that mm-hmm. if it were ever need to, if you ever needed it, it would be, you would be able to access it, right? Kind mm-hmm. of like picking a house because it's near a hospital and a convenience store. You won't necessarily need it at any time, but it's reassuring that it's there. Okay. Yeah um okay great awesome tell me a little bit let's talk a little bit about curriculum because i think that what um most students who are thinking about applying for boarding school don't realize until they actually start going through the process or until they actually get there that um even compared to especially maybe compared to international schools that model themselves off of the ap system Boarding schools, especially the top tier boarding schools, are a whole nother level, right? They're almost they're almost like university, right? In terms mm-hmm. of the amount of courses that you can pick and so on and so forth. So talk to me a little bit about the the curriculum, uh, things that you feel like uh, you would not have been able to get anywhere else other than boarding school or maybe even Groton specifically. And how did you navigate kind of that wealth of choices, especially in junior and senior year? Yeah. So until, until sophomore year, you have, there's, I guess, I don't know what you call it, but mm-hmm. a core curriculum of yeah, sure. um, what classes that sure. you have to take. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, but in those, in those classes, you start understanding about what are the classes you like and what a class, what are things that you were really interested in and mm-hmm. junior year and senior year. Yeah. There's definitely, there's a lot of electives you can choose from um but it's also really important to not put too much burden on yourself um so it was i guess it was for me um for me and everyone else around junior year you start thinking a lot about the college application process and the college application process is uh one of the big things about you know the, the, the big chunk about it was getting good grades in the high school classes. So you have all these options of classes you can take and you want to push yourself and you want to challenge yourself to do, to take a lot of classes and do well in them, but there's a limit to what you can do. So it was, it was important. You have to, you have to sort of strategic about, you know, pushing yourself in some areas, but then also, making sure that you, you take some sort of the easier introductory level classes. So you, so you don't burden yourself mm-hmm. and um, my senior, my junior, senior year, um, I, I was really interested in um, history in the history classes back then. So I took electives like international relations and then Grand also had a, a system where if you're a junior senior, you can choose, you can create your own curriculum with a teacher. So I created a class called Modern Modern Japan with my world history teacher. And I was able to take learn about modern Japan post post-World War II Japanese history with my teacher at 101. It's really nice. Um, Very cool. Um, if you might don't mind talking a little bit through more through that process, what did you how did you end up kind of uh, 
what kind what did you talk about with your teacher how did you decide on the right curriculum and textbooks all of that sort of stuff um, what was that process because i do think that that is an experience that is very uh distinct to um the to boarding schools uh, especially at such a young age um, what was that process like yeah um i've always really wanted to learn about japanese history um after world war ii um in American classes, uh, world history classes, Japan does come up a lot, come, usually comes up in all world history textbooks, but there's only certain topics you talk about. You talk about the major restoration, you talk about World War II, and those are the two main topics that gets talked about. Japanese, I, I've taken some Japanese, I, I, I went to sort of like a, like a Japanese, like a Japanese uh, school, um, when, when I was in when, when I was in when I was in middle school and elementary school back in uh, back before boarding school, I went to Japanese classes every Saturday, and I had the opportunity to take Japanese classes there. But those classes usually don't get past World War II, and uh -huh. so there was a lot there was that chunk after 1945 that I didn't really know about. So I told my world history teacher that that was a, something that I really wanted to learn more about. And um, so, and he was really supportive of that. So um, you just have to find something that really, you really want to know about, <laughs> you're passionate about, and then talk to whoever might support you in that. And then how did you guys go about designing a textbook? Like how much was, how much was kind of guided by your advisor and how much was really driven by you? Were you allowed to say, well, I looked into it and I found like these are the things that make sense for me to use as the foundation for my studies. Here's the final project that I want to be doing. Like mm -hmm. how much structure was already built in because the school obviously has done this before and is more protocol based and how much genuinely was just, here's what I want to do. Uh, teacher, what do you think? That's great. That's awesome. Go ahead and do this or well, hold on. Maybe don't do it that way. What about doing it this way? Like what was that process uh, like? Uh, so my, my teacher was, it was pretty well knowledge about Japanese history. So there, um, so he, I think I, I remember he, he gave me a list of a lot of the topics that we could have covered. We, we, we could cover in, um, the, in the, in our semester. And I was able to sort of pick and choose what some of, some of the things I was that interested me. And then he also gave me the options for me to decide which, um, topics I want to write essays on, or I want to do a presentation on. So there was sort of, there was a foundation, um, of topics and, uh, that we would cover, but I was giving the sort of freedom to pick and choose what I want to learn. And also the one other thing I really wanted to learn was about the Japanese, um, I, re I really wanted to know about the, how, how the Japanese economy um, prospered from, uh, from after the war and then talk and then learn about sort of how, when the bubble popped in the 1990s and how, what the economy, how the economy is doing right now. So that was something I really wanted to learn. So I, I talked, I, ta I told that to my teacher and my teacher um, incorporated that into the curriculum as well. So prepare for your next academic year on topics you need, SAT, math, science, English, and more. TA families are arranging customized intensive courses of study so that their children can better prepare for the next academic year. 
From private instruction to group classes, our students learn in their most comfortable setting with the right tutors. Start planning today so that you're ready for the next year. Visit tokyoacademics.com to schedule a meeting with us and learn more. That's tokyoacademics.com. That's really interesting. Okay, good. Um, now, obviously, a core part of all of this is the Harkness table, and, then, and you mm -hmm. brought this up uh, before. Um, how does that Harkness table process work for things like STEM? Do they bring it into STEM? That's something that's a little bit more like math, for example. It's a lot more just like here are problems, at least in my mind, is here are problems, do them. How does this, how does a system like Harkness ad adopt itself to the more question answer or lab based processes of STEM? Um the Harkness method really wasn't used for the math and science classes okay. at Quran. Um, it was mostly uh, lecture-based. The math classes were lecture-based. Um, so, yeah, didn't really get used that much. Oh, interesting. Okay. So this is yeah. far more more on the humanities side then, is where yeah. the Harkness yeah. table was, so it was yeah. saw a lot of integration. Okay, mm -hmm. good. Um, and um, especially for students who uh may not or especially with students coming from japan where japan is all lecture based right especially in mm -hmm. the local schools but even in uh the middle schools it's a little bit less about this student having ownership of the classroom type of mm -hmm. environment so um do you feel like there are ways you can prepare to be involved um or do you feel like once you're there the fact that everyone's doing it you will you will become good at it by the time you by the time you graduate become good at um, at, the, at harkness table at oh, okay. kind of yeah. speaking your own mind and and engaging with that process uh, yeah no definitely it's it no no one comes in being a sort of like a professional yeah classroom discussions yeah. imagine um, if, right? yeah. <laughs> so um it's, it's definitely a process um i i remember i remember like eighth grade of it was you know it was, it was pretty scary to 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 speak up, you know, even in a class, in a small classroom uh, discussion area, it's, it's, it, it is something scary to speak up and you sort of just, but you sort of have to do it. <laughs> um, you, you have to, you have to speak up, you have to form your own opinion. So it's something that you just go through and you become better at it as you do go. Um, I think, um, so definitely, definitely, I think, I think what I, the, the more time I spent at Grand, um, I definitely try my best to become, come pre prepared to each classroom, um, each, each class, um, you, you, mo for like English classes or uh, history classes, you read a chapter and then you end up talking about it. So I was, before the discussion, I, I jotted down notes about, um, what I wanted to, some of the things that, in, you know, the chapter that interested me or wanted to talk about so that I had something to talk about in a class. Um, I think, I think the underrated component of the Harkness method is also being a good listener and a good, um, someone that can under hear what other people are saying and ask questions to get ideas out of people. Um, 
and being flexible with your own, your own opinions. Um, there's a lot of emphasis on, you know, speaking up your opinion and having, you know, engaging discussions, but also important is under is hearing what other people have to say and um, sort of maybe asking questions that could lead to discussion, more discussions. Um, yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Awesome. No, that's, that's fantastic. So I think with uh, those couple of things, I then kind of wanted to kind of move towards a lot of why families are considering boarding school in the first place is that boarding mm-hmm. school is this step into uh, good universities. And clearly that narrative has panned out with you, uh, given that you ended up uh, at Brown. So talk to me about resources for uh, college preparation, your guidance counselor, right? How do you, do you feel like the school inherit like structurally was able to provide you with advantages in the in the college application process? Definitely, um, the college app, the, the college app, the counseling office was really um, was a really strong one. Um, it was, I think it was there were we had there were three counselors um, in the office, so it was thirty people per counselor. So which I think the I think is a pretty low high ratio I guess 30 to one so it's not like 100 to one so each counselor made sure that um, the students you know they 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 had they they had enough time for each student Um, the school um, the boarding school the way the boarding school is structured is also really nice that it gives you a lot of opportunities to do extracurricular activities and then take and have leadership positions in those activities you do and have be able to have impact in those. So the academics is really important, but extracurricular activities are really important for college applicants as well. And boarding schools have provided you with a lot of opportunities and um, to do, to find activities you have passion for mm-hmm. and, and encourage you to pursue that, um, which is really helpful for emissions what about in terms of the college selection process and as well as the the essays of course um how was the support there for both of those elements for selection purposes um i think all the major colleges came to groton to do a presentation or have sort of like a coffee chat with the students mm-hmm. so that was really nice to actually meet representatives from each college all the major colleges um yeah, and the colleges were the, the counselors were were very knowledgeable about all the colleges in the U.S. and outside the U.S. So they spent a lot of time with each student and coming up with a list of a, a strategic list of colleges to apply to, including or what colleges to apply early round, regular round. So that was. Um, really nice um as far as the essay um the the counselors are very helpful with the essays but um for the essays you might want to um have uh, other people look uh, support you as well sure now for the essays it's always really interesting to me for boarding school kids because on some level, the boarding school experience is kind of the same for every kid that goes through it, right? <laughs> um, and so how did you end up trying to 
carve out kind of a unique narrative? And do you feel like having gone through the process of applying to boarding school, you already knew that you were going to need to seek those things out as in, in order to be better, to be a stronger, more unique candidate for university? So talk to me a little bit about your brainstorming process, especially trying to identify the story that was uh, unique to you, given that you've kind of already done this and you mentioned that boarding school is a little bit of a preview for that application mm -hmm. process. What wisdom do you feel like you were able to take from your boarding school application process into the college application process? Yeah, I think um, having understanding of what makes you unique mm -hmm. and what what are the things that make you what are the things that get you going mm -hmm. and tie that to what you're going to do at college mm -hmm. so so the first thing is being unique um and having sort of uh, aspects about yourself that no one else has and two is writing about topics in the you are currently doing in high school that will lead you that sort of leads you to what you want to do in college and those two are the really important things okay yeah i think um okay and so for for boarding school i think that the big kind of at the end of the day sort of question for it again you had very specific goals going into it about what you wanted to accomplish uh but by and large would you say that uh well because I, I think i know the answer but what would you say made boarding school worth it what made boarding school worth it um yep, for you in, in terms of a college application or just it can, it can be big in picture general. it can be in general what do you feel like made boarding school like the kind of a very ideal usage of your four years of well the five years actually mm -hmm. including eighth grade yeah um okay so first one is strong humanities um you're pushed to write a lot of essays read a lot uh, and talk about it so you develop skills in those areas a lot. Um, second thing is it provides you opportunities to do activities that make you passionate and boarding school allowed me to do that. Third thing is living with people your age and learning with them. When you're boarding school, so yeah, when you're 13 to 18, there's a lot of, um, People are still developing. People, there's a lot of immature, immaturity, immaturity among the people. Sure. So there's a lot of sort of conflicts that arise, and sort of getting along with people. That's that was a sort of a skill that you require in boarding school. How to sort of um, get along with people who you might who it might be difficult to get along with, and you learn and a lot of that you learn through like conflict resolving skills communication skills you you acquire that through the dorm life um and just being with people your age all the time um that was really a important part uh, that was really a big part of boarding school yeah okay. sure so in terms of the in terms of the um 
kind of the social grouping and and you've kind of realizing the opportunity to interact with students that way how do you feel that would have been different if you were going to a more standard day school or an international high school um those social interactions yeah um a lot of the meaningful conversations interactions i've had at boarding school was uh, inside a classroom was it was was uh meaningful as well but it happened it definitely happened outside the classroom i think um whether um it was at the dining hall or um the dorm dorm uh the dorms um and i remember boarding school kids just being very intellectually passionate about a lot of different things and mm-hmm. a lot of the there a lot of the discussions that happened in dorms and dining halls were um were actually quite intellectual thinking back about it people were people were debating about things like politics um and whatever was going on yeah and that sort of intellectual passion and curiosity um was i think very special about boarding school also um it was a boarding school allowed people to become really close to each other. So mm-hmm. it was easier to have difficult conversations that you may not have had be able to in other places. For example, um, back when I was in boarding school, um, Japan and Korea didn't have um, like the, the best relations as a country didn't have the best relations. But I, one of my best friends was a Korea was a, was a guy from Korea and because we had sort of that trust and um, years of living together at a boarding school, we had we we had some conversations, difficult conversations that may not have been able, we may not have been able to um, had we been had we been not that close. So, and boarding school just gives you a lot of opportunities to have those kind of uh, meaningful conversations, which was was a big part of my experience. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay. All right. Great. So um, just kind of want to wrap up here um, and with any sort of uh, final advice for students or for families, I think the, for boarding school, especially families, uh, the parents especially is, uh, is uh, can be a very challenging process. Um, but um, looking back through your time uh, at Groton and your application process uh, for a young student who is thinking about uh, just, just deciding whether or not boarding school is the thing that's going to make the most sense for them. Um, what sort of advice would you give having gone through this process already? I think it's definitely a experience that is very worth looking into. Um, if um, you are someone that wants to be challenged inside and outside the classroom, um, boarding school is a great opportunity is a great place to to be able to do that Um, but I think it is important um, to understand that you have to be someone independent you have to be someone that can sort of manage your manage yourself there is there is a lot of support um, at boarding school to help you throughout the process but you have to you know, be independent and be able to do things on your own, be solve problems on your own. And, but again, boarding school is a place where you can, you know, get, get stronger, get, get those skills. So 
I think if the con if the concept of living away from home, um, living with people your age, um, if those things excite you, then I think anyone should everyone should uh, look into it and consider it as a high school option. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on boarding school and our interview. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. We will be returning back to college admissions next week and probably start to focus a little bit more on that all-important topic of essay writing and how to get better set up for that. If you like what you're hearing and want to support, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. We also do regularly host events, both in person and online. So if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me, other admissions consultants, and even real admissions officers, check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. One more thing I would like to highlight for families who may find travel a little bit difficult this summer is that we are hosting virtual tours. So families who are finding it a little bit difficult to travel and would really like an expert to sit down with their child and talk them through a series of schools of their choice, show them the ins and outs of each of those schools, help them identify the differences and and figure out which school is should be their top choice and how to create that solid strategic college list where an expert will sit down with you and go through eight schools of your choice to figure out which schools may be the best for you. If you're interested in that, please go to tokyoacademics.com for more as well. That's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. <laughs>